Coming to you live from the Morningstar Mission Sponsored Studios, this is Carl and Crew Mornings on 90.1 FM Moody Radio. All right, guys, got a lot going on here. Uh, as promised, top of the hour here, want to share something about little Cannon. Getting to be big Cannon. He's grown up fast, 11-year-old son of Allie and Henry, and uh, quite a kid. He was... Uh, listening in yesterday and he heard us talk about raising these bibles funds for bibles for bible league and one of the stories that we shared is that there's one congregation that has one bible for 200 people and he was struck by that and in conversation with his mom Allie he said that's amazing Allie just mentioned would you like to get a bible for someone he said no I'd like to get a few more an 11-year-old handed his mom $100 worth of $20 bills. That's awesome. And he said, after Allie said, are you sure you want to do this? Do you know what you're doing here? I know what I'm doing, Mom. One of these Bibles might reach the next Billy Graham. That's awesome on steroids. It is. That's a kid who's got his eyes on things that matter. And I just want to say, go Cannon. Absolutely. And I also want to thank you. Yesterday we brought in enough money to get well over 20,000 bi- 20, Bibles. It's a lot of Bibles, man. Unbelievable Ooh. response from the Boom Crew. I mean, two days, eight hours of broadcasting, some, quite frankly, some real technical challenges on day one that made it giving more, much more difficult for you than we would have ever wanted it to be. And you persevered and came through in a major way, so much so that they said, we were prepared. We thought we were prepared, but we weren't prepared for the boom crew. <laughs> That's so good. They weren't, they were prepared for, you know, a, a good response they weren't prepared for a boom crew response. No, they, they, if you don't know the boom crew, you're in trouble. So we. It's we, true. You're in trouble. It's just you true. You get your tookie and a squisher every time. You got to know the you, boom crew. I even mentioned to these guys, now you need to know something. And this is what I said. This is the boom crew. I was on a call with Matthew, our, our <laughs> manager, and, and the Bible League guys. And I said, now you need to be geared up because this is the boom crew. That's what I said. I love it. And it's true. So great. It's just true. Okay, so listen, there's some of you that have said, can we still be a part? You can. And by the way, the campaign, we finished strong. The goal for the entire network, all the morning shows across the country and all the afternoon shows was 50,000 Bibles. We brought in 60,000. Over 20,000 of those were from our morning show, The Boom Crew. Yes. Amen. How huge is that? Huge. So thank you. If you still want to be a part, and you might say, we had someone say, I want to match Cannon's gift of 100 bucks. That's 20 Bibles. Five bucks a Bible, 20 Bibles. Not any money stays here at Moody. It all goes straight to Bible League. If you want to be a part of this, it's a little bit of hold on the phone, but you can get right in by just going online. And we've got everything in one link for you. Just text Bible to 312 274 9624. Text Bible to 312 274 9624. Somebody just texted in. I'm crying now. I delayed my contribution to Bible League. I will work on that today. Thank you, Cannon. <laughs> oh. 
That's so good. It's cute. Awesome. Oh, that's so good. Find us on social media. Just search Carlin Crew Mornings on Facebook and Instagram. It's Carlin Crew Mornings helping you take your next step with God on this Freedom Friday. Fascinating news. This broke a couple days ago. We were in the middle of a campaign. I was chomping at the bit to get this out there. Ian Hersey Ali. I'm not sure I've got that pronunciation perfectly, but I think she would forgive me, especially now. A research fellow for the Stanford University Hoover Institution. Can I just say you're not a research fellow if you don't have good gray matter? (laughs) Yeah, probably not. Probably not. Not at Stanford. Previously was considered a member of the New Atheist Movement alongside authors such as Sam Harris, Richard Dawkins, Christopher Hitchens. These are world-famous New Atheists. But in a column at Unheard, and we're going to link this column and let you have a shot at this thing. She says she's become a Christian. Her column is titled, Why I Am Now a Christian, a reference to, a little sideways look at Bertrand Russell, who in 1927 wrote a similar type column titled, Why I Am Not a Christian. Mm -hmm. Now, she attributes her conversion to global reasons. She believes atheism doesn't have the answers for a clash of civilizations, but also to spiritual reasons. Let me give some quotes here from this article. I have also turned to Christianity because I ultimately found life without any spiritual solace unendurable. Indeed, very nearly self-destructive. Atheism failed to answer a simple question. What is the meaning and purpose of life? Russell and other leading atheists, she writes, believed that with the rejection of God, we would enter an age of reason and intelligent humanism. Now listen what she says. But the God hole, the void left by the retreat of the church, has merely been filled by a jumble of irrational quasi-religious dogma. The result is a world where modern cults prey on the dislocated masses. That's what we have all over Chicago, guys. Dislocated masses. Offering them spurious reasons for being and action, mostly by engaging in virtue-signaling theater on behalf of a victimized minority or our supposedly doomed planet. The line often attributed to G.K. Chesterton has turned into a prophecy. When men choose not to believe in God, they do not therefore believe in nothing. They then become capable of believing in anything. I don't want to preach anyone into heaven because they aren't there. But if you look at the stark contrast between the 290,000 who were registered to be at the mall many, 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 many scores of thousands beyond that for a support Israel rally at the mall in D.C. just a few days ago. You noticed a striking difference. There was no climbing flagpoles and ripping down American flags. There was no beating on police officers. There was no looting. There was no smashing windows. There was no beating innocent women over the head like we had here on Michigan Avenue last night. Horrific thing. Horrific. What we see when there is a God consciousness is a sanity, a reasonableness. It's not a dislocated masses 
offering spurious reasons for being and action, virtue signaling. I'm quoting her words here. On behalf of a victimized minority or our supposed doomed planet. This woman is eloquent, by the way. Yeah. We have a new day, guys. I want to link this with the study that came out. AP, Associated Press, reported just a couple of months ago, seven in 10 U.S. adults believe in angels. That's a high number. Yeah. That's huge. It's a really high number. And so you look at a new spirituality and a new atheism, and you look at all these things that are showing up out there, and you've got to ask the question, what, what's going on in this world? What do you think's going on today, Allie? Well, I think it's clear that there is a, there's a desire for, I think, some sort of the benefits of, of spiritual life. And I use that term very loosely because people will say things like, well, as long as you believe in something or as long as you find something that gives you peace, it's an openness to everything, yeah. but a rejection of saying that one thing is truth. Yeah. So it's this, it's this very strange world that we live in where people are okay with you having some sort of personal belief set, but the very suggestion that what you believe in might actually be true is an affront, yeah. is an offense. You're right. So the question is, what do we do when we look at the world out there today? How do we respond? I want to tell you, we need to be full of courage and great joy. Because as there is a pursuit for something transcendent, 70%, did you know 20% of agnostics believe in angels? Really? 20% of agnostics believe in angels. Why? Because God has planted eternity in the hearts of man. That's just a fact. So when you see this intellectual, brilliant woman doing an about face, not only from her Muslim roots, but also from her, quote, new atheism, end quote. Wow. You got to take notice and go, God is on the move today and be encouraged. Then we got a bigger question. How do you move from atheism to even belief in angels to authentic faith and the answers that this beautiful woman has found in Jesus Christ? And we're going to be talking about that today. Hang on. Your spiritual pit stop to keep you going in the race. We're Carl and Crew Mornings. Can God use a person's Humble, honest reflections on the current state of our world to bring them out of darkness and into the light. Oh, yes, he can, and he's doing it. She's a fellow at Stanford, Hoover Institute. Brilliant. You will understand it as you read this. I want to give you a link to this article written by Ayan Hirsi Ali, former Muslim radicalized by the Muslim Brotherhood with one of the most clear, articulate, compelling lines of argument for why the masses get mobilized by evil and that atheism nor radicalism 
had any solace for her soul, but only Jesus Christ. I want you to read this, and we have it linked for you right now. Just text the word FREEDOM to 312-274-9624. FREEDOM to 312-274-9624. So what does it take to find freedom in Christ? I believe in God. The demons said that, according to James. I believe in angels. But that doesn't cost you anything. No. Doesn't cost you anything. I believe in unicorns. The fairy godmother doesn't cost you anything. But what if I told you it was going to cost you, but you will gain everything? Biblical Christianity on this Freedom Friday. Where does it start? Everything you need to start your day right. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. Ayan Hirsi Ali, former Muslim turned atheist, radicalized by the Muslim Brotherhood in her home country. She's Somali? Mm -hmm. Okay, so she was in Somalia, radicalized by the Muslim Brotherhood, iterates beautifully how this happens, and turned her back on this, on her faith of origin, I should say, opted for a new atheism in the kind of the spirit of Hitchens and Sam Smith and some of the other great thinkers. Brilliant woman. You aren't a fellow at Stanford Hoover Institute because you can't do math. No, you you got your head together here. Yeah. She's an amazing writer, great intellect. But her, how do you describe this article? It's so well-reasoned and thoughtful, It, but it also taps into that aspect because she's very reasoned about why she ultimately became a Christian, but she also is very, very much acknowledges that it was, it was all of the intellectual stuff, but it was also the question that nothing else could answer. Like, what is the purpose of life? So it's both deep and simple at the same time, which I, which is why I think it's such a powerful piece because this is going to really appeal to, I think, to the intellectual or to the skeptic, to the person who has all of these questions but it also appeals to the person who goes, this is, there's no other meaning to life apart from Christ. And that's enough for me. I think if you've got a friendship or a relationship with anyone who's an atheist or agnostic or a wayward kid, and you've got a, enough of a relationship where this wouldn't be seen as a salvo, because if it's seen as a salvo, they'll discount it out of hand. But if you've got enough of a relationship with a child, a wayward kid, an atheist, an agnostic, this is something to forward on and say, I found this incredibly insightful. And to be self-deprecating and say, I could have never put words to it like she did. I've never had her experiences. Mm-hmm. I don't have her background. And I don't have her intellect. But her reasoning behind and by the way, can Jesus save people through reasoning? Yeah, he saved, Absolutely. He saved people through envy. <laughs> That's what the Apostle Paul said, that, that envy would bring Jewish people because they saw Gentiles being converted to the Savior. So can God use reason? Yeah, he can. Now, know this for sure. The Holy Spirit was at work here in this girl's life. Absolutely. The Holy Spirit is clearly at work. The regenerating power of the Holy Spirit must be at work. So if you get this article and forward it on, be praying, God, move by the power of your spirit as someone reads this thing. But come and get this article, and then we're going to break down for you. Where do we go from here? Because 
We live in a new world with new atheism and even new atheism believes in angels. It's fascinating, isn't it? It really is. If you want to read this article, text the word freedom to 312-274-9624 on this Freedom Friday. I think you're really going to enjoy this one. Text freedom to 312-274-9624. You will enjoy this one. Yeah. You're going to love it. I don't care if you've never texted here before. You got to get this article. Text freedom to 312-274-9624. Coming up here in a moment. You know, when I was a kid at Sand Lake Baptist Church, I would see people come in from abroad, South America, Africa, Asia, and they would share testimonies. And I thought as a little kid, I thought, whoa, what I'm seeing here, this is like pinnacle Christianity. I wasn't a Christian. Okay. But in my mind's eye, this was like pinnacle Christianity. That, I mean, people that are willing to give up everything for the sake of the gospel. Mm -hmm. Even though I didn't believe, I was cognizant enough to know as a little kid, that person lives in a way that I don't think I can. Here's the secret. We can't. Apart from the power of Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit. But I want to boil down for you today on Freedom Friday, what is the most clear description of the initial portal into authentic faith in Christ? Jesus breaks it down in Matthew chapter 16, and we're going to show it to you coming up. Text the word freedom to get this amazing article of a converted atheist to our number. Waking you up with adrenaline and Jesus. We're Carl and Crew Mornings. Okay, I feel compelled to jump into this here thing right now. We got to jump into this. So we've got a couple articles out here right now that we're using as an incredible tool to take us right to the Word of God. We've got an article about Ayan Hirsi, Ayan Hirsi Ali. Let me try to pronounce, pronounce it correctly here. She's an intellectual. She's a fellow at Stanford Hoover Institute. She's a brilliant woman. She's one of the what's considered, quote, new atheists, end quote, on the order of Smith and Hutchins and some of the great minds that have gone before her, Bertrand Russell, you name it. And yet she's written a new piece titled, Why I Am a Christian. She's converted to Christianity. It's one of the most soul-revealing, compelling intellectual arguments for the rationality of biblical Christianity I've heard possibly in my life. I'm with you. Possibly in my life. That's awesome. It is that good. So what brought about the change in her from the what Holy you're Spirit? Seeing? Amen. The Holy Spirit. Yeah. You what we we know in the word of God, the Holy Spirit convicts of sin means missing the mark, mm-hmm. righteousness, how to live uprightly in judgment what's coming down the road. And she speaks of all of those. Amen. In this article, all of them. She talks about the utter foolishness of the masses that are led by nothing. She talks about Judaism and Christianity and how it's the only way to ascribe and to explain civilizations that have moved from barbarism to some level of sanity. Yeah. And how so many things that help shape healthy communities, healthy cities, healthy nations are rooted in Christianity, even if people won't admit it. She's, 
So. Any sense of compassion for people, any sense of systems to take care of people, all of that's rooted in a, in a very Christian ideology. Yeah. And Guys, apart from it, you see a, a lot of fallout. You don't find Providence Agnostic Hospital. Never been a title. No. no. You don't find Atheist General. It ain't happening. It doesn't happen. Yeah. If you want this article, by the way, and I want you to get it, I want everyone in the Boom Crew to get this article. And I've encouraged you, if you, if you know someone, maybe even in the church, and we're going to get into this, who has a level of belief in the spiritual realm, or they're atheist, or they're agnostic, and you have a relationship with them enough where they trust that you love them. I think that's the measuring yeah. stick. If, if they know that you love them, they may think you're off your rocker, but if they know that you love them, give them this article and just say in love, don't, don't scold them, don't point a finger, just say, could I ask you to read this? It really struck me as one of the most well-reasoned arguments for why Christianity is the way. Text word freedom to our number here. I want to see 4,000 of these go out today. 4,000. Text freedom to 312-274-9624. Freedom, 312-274-9624. So the question is, what does this lead us to on this Freedom Friday? And I'm going to keep riffing here for a second. We'll clean all this up in a moment here. We've got a lot of things we got to do. But, you know, as a little kid growing up in a Baptist church, I saw people come from all around the globe. And I thought, wow, what an amazing thing. These people are at the pinnacle of, of kind of spirituality. Because, these missionaries? Yeah, these missionaries. Okay. I mean, that they would come from China and Africa and South America. And I, and I was totally infatuated with them. Because there was no denying the fact that they had an incredible personal quality of life. But I thought that they had attained to a certain level. Can I tell you, the reason our churches today are filled or half-filled with people who do not know Jesus in Bible-preaching churches is that we've ascribed a belief in Jesus that is akin to what we find with an AP article here that says 70% of our population in America today believes in angels. Well, anyone can believe in something. The question is, how do we embrace and become transformed by, in this case, the Son of God? Listen to what Jesus said. He told his disciples, if anyone would come after me. Now, why is that term important? Because Jesus calls us over 300 times to follow him, right? So yeah. if you would, and discipleship is the only path to Jesus, for eternity, if you would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Whoa. How mind-blowing is that, Alan? Oh, man, this is one of those like key verses that you just can sit with. Whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. You just kind of have to sit with that because it doesn't, you don't immediately 
know, I think, what that means. Except that you did the Beatitudes last week and Jesus said it. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. You see, I didn't know this as a kid. I thought self-denial and and giving it all up for Jesus was a stage of Christianity. Here's what Jesus says. It's the entry point for biblical Christianity. You can't know Jesus without denying yourself. And I'm going to put it to you this way this morning. Have you ever really come to the end of yourself where you said, Jesus, I want freedom in Christ, and I'm ready to give up my life so that your life might be lived through me? Maybe you never have, but today is the day. All the other stuff is bubblegum, smoke, and mirrors. It's religious games. It's, it's playing. It's, it's shuffling a deck of cards. It's, it's going to church. It's trying to make yourself feel good about yourself. I don't want you to feel good about yourself. I want you to know who you are in Jesus. I spent 24 years, 23 years trying to feel good about myself. And then Jesus took over my life. I got a simple pitch for you this morning. Are you ready to deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow Jesus Christ? Are you at, as Ali was iterating last week in the Beatitudes, do you find yourself spiritually bankrupt and humble enough to recognize I've never really surrendered my life to Jesus? I've not given it all to him. I heard a preacher say one time, 95% abandonment to Jesus Christ is holding on to 5% that will hold you back from eternal life. So is today your day? Where with the best of your humble understanding, you're saying, today I give my all to Jesus. Pray with me. Jesus, I believe you and I surrender all to you today. There's no other way of salvation, guys. That's it. I surrender everything that I am to Jesus today. I surrender my life. I surrender my aspirations. I surrender my resources, my time, my talent. I surrender it all today. I'm aware, broken. I see. And Jesus, I believe you died for me. And Jesus, I believe you rose from the dead. And Jesus, today I'm telling you, I am turning away from a broad path that leads to destruction. And I am turning and I'm going to follow you because you said, if you would come after me, deny yourself. And today I'm saying, Jesus, I deny myself. Make me yours. If that's the cry of your soul, hallelujah, something is happening inside you. And I know some of you are saying, I've been in church for forever. This is a humble thing. Ask Young Thunder about this, right? That's absolutely right. It is a humble thing. You have to overcome a few things, one of them being your pride, because you might be feeling afraid, saying, well, I've been in church my whole life. I was that way. I grew up in church. My dad's a pastor. I graduated from Moody Bible Institute and worked on Moody Radio. And then I realized that, I believed in Jesus, but I had no intention of following him. And the stuff I was doing, I was doing for me. Would you say, I had never used this passage talking about your story with you, but wouldn't you say if you boil it all down, you hadn't denied Jonathan Jonathan? No, you're you're absolutely right. And I know that to be true because there was a portion of my life where uh, when I was in high school, I, I told some of my friends, you know, I believe in God, but I just want to do what I want to do right now. Wow. And yeah. And so it was the very definition of, 
I would rather save what I want about my life than have what Jesus wants for my life. What's amazing is you had the courage to say what only most people think, Hmm. even in the church. There are many who in their heart of hearts say, no, I'm not willing to give it all to Jesus. Yeah. And Satan has told you, well, that's the pinnacle of Christianity. You don't have to be there. Jesus said it's the gateway to biblical Christianity. It's the start. You have to be willing to give it up. If today is the day, I just want you to say with me right now, Jesus, you're my leader the rest of my life. I turn my back on all my self-led life. I am denying self to take hold of a relationship with Jesus today. I believe you died for me. I believe you rose from the dead, and I'm ready to live. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God that he's working in you today. And we got a link. We want to help you right now. Just text the word welcome to 312-274-9624. Text welcome to 312-274-9624. You're going to get an auto response that just has a link with some practical steps, some encouragement. Text welcome to 312-274-9624. I know God is working in at least one person right now, and it is so radically transformative, Allie. It just knocks my socks off. Awesome. Boom Crew, celebrate what God is doing in you. This is Carl and Crew Mornings. Big reset, top of the hour, but want to welcome some of you to the family. Shouting out last four numbers here of your phone number. Welcome, 5572-4338-4727. Welcome to the family, 4205 Awesome here. I'm scrolling through because we got a lot of people texting in for a resource here still. But welcome to the family. If I didn't see you, welcome. So awesome. So tremendous. To see what God does to reach into the darkness and call people out of the illusion of salvation. Many thinking that they've known Christ when really they haven't. Amazing article that we have here today for you. Uh, this is This is profound. If you know someone, or maybe you are this person, you're an atheist or you're an agnostic, or maybe you've been in church and you know you've not denied yourself and taken up the cross and followed Jesus. One of the most well-reasoned writings of why biblical Christianity is the greatest gift you can embrace today. I don't know how else to explain. This article is epic. It really is. So if you want to grab this, read it, share it, text the word freedom to 312-274-9624. Text the word freedom to 312-274-9624. Her name is Ayan Hirsi Ali. She was born in Somalia. She was raised in the Muslim Brotherhood. She rejected it, became an atheist. She is an intellectual at Stanford Hoover Institute. She's a fellow there, and she has in the last few days declared that she has been transformed by God, and she is now a follower of Jesus Christ. An epic article. I would say, honestly, and I've read a lot, this has to be top of my list for the most well-reasoned approach to looking at world events and the hole in our soul and to explain why Jesus is the only way. It's It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. I love that. It is breathtaking. There's not a throwaway sentence or word in this article. No. 
If you want to read it, text FREEDOM to 312-274-9624. Just text FREEDOM, 312-274-9624. Coming to you live from the Morningstar Mission Sponsored Studios, this is Carl and Crew Mornings on 90.1 FM Moody Radio. Huge celebration. Praising God for how he used yesterday, guys. Bible League, last 48 hours, we were raising money for Bibles. You ready for this? Well over 20,000 Bibles. We don't have the final count yet. And we're just grateful. Some of you are tuning in going, man, I, did I miss a party? You did, but it was awesome. And let me tell you one really cool thing. Allie was having a discussion with her son, Cannon, and I can tell this because be, sometimes we can't tell our own stories. You know what I mean? So I'm going to tell Allie's for her. But her little guy, Cannon, uh, had heard what was going on on radio, especially the part where one person had a Bible for 200 in a church congregation. And he was showing super interest in this. And Allie just said, hey, would you like to get a Bible? He goes, no, mom, pulls out a hundred bucks, says, I want to get this, this many Bibles. That's awesome. And his statement to Allie was, you never know. One of these Bibles might reach the next Billy Graham. That's so sweet. That's a good heart. And how old is he? He just turned 11. See? Wow. Yeah, it's good stuff, man. Proud of you, Allie. You're being a good mom. Keep it up. Man. Don't ever screw up. And if you well, do, ask for forgiveness. It's like, it's like that, that's not a standard I've been able to keep. I've screwed up many times. We all do. But what a, what a sweet thing. And, and we had someone, I said this an hour ago, and someone said, shoot, I'm going to match his gift. What's a link? Aww. So we got a link oh, for sweet. you. We got a link for you. Maybe you want to match Cannon's gift. It's 20 Bibles. Is that 20 Bibles? Yeah, 20 Bibles. 20 Bibles. Five bucks a Bible. Canon, 11-year-old, got 20 Bibles. If you still want to be a part of this, there's no arm twist in here. Just throwing it out there. Just text the word Bible. We've got a direct link that you can give online, or you can call the number. A little bit of a hold time, but they'll get to you. Just text Bible to 312-274-9624. Text Bible to 312-274-9624. 274-9624. Glad I'm getting this word out to you right now because the lights are flickering in here. Is everything okay? So, uh, yeah, I think it just was what a little was power surge moment. A little power surge. Yeah. Or, Everything's okay, though. Or dirge, one of the two. Power dirge. <laughs> so, yeah, if you want to be a part of this, getting some Bibles out to people around the globe who have given their lives to Jesus but do not have the Word of God, just text Bible to 312-274-9624. Love you guys. Thank you. Thank you for it. Okay, a lot going on right now. Let's just break right into it. Well-known atheist becomes Christian is a headline, one of many. Ayan Ayan is a better way to pronounce that. Hersi Ali, born in Somalia and raised in the Muslim Brotherhood, radicalized and witnessed radicalization of her peers at a very young age. Rejected the faith and became an atheist. Now, she's a bit of an intellectual. She's a fellow at Stanford's Hoover Institution. wonder what her colleagues are going to think about her latest conversion to Christianity. Yeah. She's just converted to Christianity. This is the most well-articulated reasoning 
This is the best article on apologetics from two standpoints. One, global unrest. Two, soul unrest and the destruction thereof. Yeah, that's that a great way ever, to capture it. You will ever read. She looks at, and this, she is honest about her own journey of looking at the world around her and trying to make sense of things that were happening and certain systems or worldviews that either approved or disapproved. What does it take to build a healthy nation? And she could not deny that the things that the, the very things that we strive for, that we want to promote, have such roots in, in Christianity. They're inseparable that any sense of compassion, any sense of justice, any sense of rights for women. Guys, this is one of the most epic writings. I'm, I'm just reading little excerpts right now. Let me give you let me give you a couple. Boy, this is going to be a long... Yeah, read your favorite one because i got a favorite one I want to okay, read, too. Okay, um, I've got two favorites, but I'll grab one here. Mm. Okay, she talks about her soul issue because she, she reasons about the global unrest powerfully, so eloquently. But this is what she says about herself. I've also turned to Christianity because I've ultimately found that life without any, life without any spiritual solace, unendurable. Indeed, very nearly self-destructive. Atheism failed to answer a simple question, what is the meaning and purpose of life? She says, Russell and other leading atheists, she writes, believed that with the rejection of God, we would enter an age of reason and intelligent humanism. But the God hole, the void left by the retreat of the church, has merely been filled by a jumble of irrational quasi-religious dogma, she writes. The result is a world where modern cults prey on the dislocated masses. That's what's going on in our nation. Offering them spurious reasons for being and action, mostly by engaging in virtue-signaling theater on behalf of a victimized minority or our supposedly doomed planet. The line often attributed to G.K. Chesterton is turned into a prophecy. When men choose to not believe in God, they do not therefore believe in nothing. They then become capable of believing anything. Give me your reading that you well, love. Well, you, you got the same one. Oh, I did. Yeah, so you already captured them. <laughs> this is just such a well-reasoned article. And I think you're going to love it. I know you're going to love it. Text the word freedom. This is our Freedom Friday resource for you. Text freedom to 312-274-9624. Text freedom to 312-274-9624. Yeah, this is epic. And I want you to use this tool. If you have someone in your life, a wayward kid who went off to college and got so secularized and mind washed with a bunch of tripe, to use one of my dad's great words, that's as rough as my dad would get. He never cussed, but boy, he would use the word tripe. He says, that's a bunch of tripe. So they bought into a bunch of tripe by secularized people whose personal lives, upon closer scrutiny, have nothing worth following, but they've got brainwashed anyway. Or you've got friends who are atheists or agnostic, but they know you love them. If they know you love them, run this article by them in humility. And say, I found an article that is incredibly compelling and may cause you to think deeply about something that you haven't thus far in life. Don't rub their nose in it. Don't be an angry evangelical. No. 
but just offered a, one of a, the most, the best apologetic for world events in upheaval and souls in upheaval I have personally ever read. I believe in my life. I've read some good ones. This is maybe one of the best. Need a wake-up call? We can help with that. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. All right, guys. Uh, we got a question for you, and it's a good one. It's Freedom Friday, so we want to hear from you. You were all in. You'd staked your life on some other worldview, some other belief system. Could have been atheism. You could have been agnostic or some other religion. But you were all in. So what we want to know today is what made you become a Christian? 312-274-9624. Why do you like this question? I think there's a lot of people. I, yeah, I was, I was thinking about this with a couple of people that I know that might even be listening right now. There's a lot of people who haven't thought deeply mm-hmm. about what they believe. Sure. And I, I, ironically, I think it's sometimes tougher to reach those people. Who haven't thought deep. Okay. Because they're going through life without really researching and studying who is this Jesus? Mm-hmm. What do I believe? And course, almost a resistance to it. Almost. A, it's weird. It's a spiritual resistance to it because they'll research every other life hack under the sun except that. Okay. And it's, it's interesting because... You see people that go through life and they can't answer the question, why do I exist? Yeah. Why am I here? And one of the questions I love to ask people all the time is, hey, what's your purpose in life? It's not offensive. No. By the way, it ought to be one of the foremost questions you ask anyone that you love. Mm. What's your purpose in life? Yeah. Why why are you here? We're living. We're breathing. we got these hands that move like this. We can see. We're walking miracles. Maybe you don't see it as such, but we're walking miracles. Why are you here? But when people have embedded themselves in a belief system that betrays them, they often have the biggest boomerang to Jesus. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, that's that's a good point. Because belief in sort of anything, everything, kind of leaves you in this place where you're just like, yeah, I, 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 whatever works for you. Yeah. Whatever works for you. I, 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 that is what I hear more often than any other belief system. I rarely meet people who are staunch atheists. I rarely come across yeah. people, and they're, they're out there for sure. There's a lot of them. But the vast majority of people that I encounter on any given day have kind of a, if it works for you, great, or... I believe in being a good person. At the end of the day, there's a soul resistance to it costing them anything. They don't want to pay a price. What might believing in God cost me? Because the grace of God is free, but it ain't cheap. It ain't cheap. Jesus said, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. This isn't pinnacle Christianity. This is entry-level Christianity. The only way to have authentic relationship with Jesus is self-denial. And you know, the people that just kind of believe in anything, 
if push came to shove and you said, are you willing to deny yourself, take up a cross, follow Jesus? I mean, that's that's a big, big, that, that requires enough scrutiny of your own systems where you say, I'm going God's way. Yeah. We've got an article here and we've got a question. So the, let's get the question first. Yeah, you were all in on some other belief system that you had staked your life on. I, this is what I believe. This is what is true. But then what made you become a Christian? This is going to be a conversion story. So what's yours? 312-274-9624. Yeah, we've got a link for you too. I want to make sure you get this today. Some of you only listen. We know we get the analytics. Some of you listen 7 to 15 minutes, and I don't want you to miss this. Have you heard the story? Have you heard? Ayan Hersi Ali. Ayan Hersi Ali. Raised in Somalia, raised in the raised around the Brotherhood of Islam. And it was incredibly destructive. She turned her back on it. She saw the indoctrination. She saw its destruction in the wake of it. And she became an atheist. Yep. Until a few days ago, she's gone public on an article that we have for you that is one of the most eloquent articles explaining the chaos in our culture and the chaos in souls and a compelling reason to surrender all to Jesus as she has. She's a convert now to Christianity. She's an intellectual. She's a fellow at Stanford Hoover Institute. This is huge, guys. This is plate shifting. It's rattling the world right now. Text the word freedom. We'll send it to you. Freedom to 312-274-9624. Text freedom to 312-274-9624. That number available for you to share your Freedom Friday story. We're looking for conversion stories. You went from belief in something else or no belief to becoming a Christian. What made you become a Christian? 312-274-9624. What made you become a Christian? You are firmly ensconced in something, but God save your soul. Give us a call, guys. Boom Crew, celebrate what God is doing in you. This is Carl and Crew Mornings. You were all in on some other belief system. You staked your life on something else. It wasn't Jesus. What made you become a Christian? This could have been you were an atheism, you were agnostic, you were new age spirituality, but there was something else you were believing in before you believed in Christ. Tell us about it. 312-274-9624. Susan in Fox River Grove, what do you say, sister? Okay, during the summer nights, we would sit outside and discuss whether God existed or not. And I had an older brother, Billy Graham, G-R-A-M, and he told me there's no way we can know that there's a God or not. So I bought that. I was an agnostic. Went off to college and... Feeling empty, I looked up at the sunset and said, God, I don't think you're there because that's what my brother told me. You're not, there's probably not there. But if you are, um, show me you exist by making something wonderful happen to show me you you really are there. That night I went to um, a dance in college and I met my husband. Uh, And he, he became a Christian, too, and uh, got involved with Campus Crusade, and uh, the rest is history. And it's but a beautiful history. I was definitely agnostic. I was agnostic. <laughs> yeah, Susan, thank you so much for calling in. 
You know, when you are trained to believe ambivalence, mm-hmm. that's a hopeless place to be. Yeah, and it, it becomes its own belief system that I believe in nothing, and I'm, I am going to persist in my belief in nothing and reject any sort of attempt to make me believe in something. And agnosticism is hard in its own right because there's a sense of there is sometimes it's, well, we don't really know. But then it's, well, there there probably is something out there. We just have no way of connecting with this ethereal, you know, God or being. He, they're just there. And we just kind of have to live with that. There's no way to connect. And that's horribly hard, too. You got that right. Yeah. Taking your calls here this morning. These are your conversion stories. You were believing in something else. What was it and what caused you to become a Christian? 312-274-9624. 312-274-9624. Sorry about that, That's Allie. okay. Um, this popped up a few days ago, but we were in the middle of... Uh, really raising some funds with Bible League. By the way, cool story, top of the hour. I want to tell you all that's going on and even what's happening in young Cannon's life, Allie's son, really cool, 11-year-old boy, really cool. But this story is is epic. Well-known atheist, intellectual, fellow at Stanford's Hoover Institute, brilliant woman considered to be on the level with Hitchens, Smith, and some of the other famous atheists, okay? Brilliant woman. Raised in Somalia, raised around the Muslim Brotherhood, saw her peers and herself radicalized to movements that were incredibly destructive. This article does more to explain with impeccably brilliant reasoning why the world is in such upheaval and why Christianity is the answer and why the individual soul is in upheaval and why Christianity is the answer. It's an unbelievable piece. It really is. It's so well-reasoned. Oh! And so this is going to be a real encouragement to you, but also a great thing to share humbly. If you know somebody, there's someone in your life who would maybe consider themselves a skeptic or an intellectual, or they have a lot of questions about the faith, this is a good one to share with them. Just text the word FREEDOM to 312-274-9624. Text FREEDOM to 312-274-9624. It hit me why this is such a good article based on something you just said. Here's why. Most people have not thought through atheism or agnosticism. They haven't thought it through. Most people, I was talking with someone one time and they have a problem with canonicity. They said, I I can't, you know, I can't believe that uh, the Bible as we currently have it is actually the word of God. I can't believe that the four gospel accounts are actually what Jesus did and no one messed with it. And I asked the person, have you studied it out? Yes, I have. Well, I happen to know that their depth of study didn't go much beyond reading an article in The Atlantic by someone who's doggedly anti-Christ. That's what they read. Mm -hmm. You can find anyone to support your unwillingness to bow before God. Yeah. You can find anyone to support an unwillingness to bow before God. Anyone. They're all over. 
But this article does something great, and it just hit me when we were talking about those that aren't avowed atheists. So we're taking calls from people that were, you were all bought in on something, right? Some other belief system, worldview. This might be, although this person was a deeply avowed new atheist who wrote on it and taught on it as a fellow at Stanford Hoover Institute, religiously, I might say, and is now converted. I think this is a great article for atheists and agnostics, but I think it might even be better for people that haven't really done the hard work of believe of understanding what they believe and why. Yeah. They've yeah. been lazy. Because it's powerful. It really is. I, I think we could go on and on. I want you to read it, though. Text FREEDOM to 312-274-9624. Text FREEDOM to 312-274-9624. you got to get this article. Text FREEDOM. Pass it around. Allie said it right. Do it in a spirit of humility and love. Don't do it with an angry evangelical bent. Offer it up just saying, I, I found this so compelling. And give it to people who know you love them. Yes. If they know you love them, send it to them. Text FREEDOM to 312-274-9624. FREEDOM to 312-274-9624. Got this question out there right now. We're asking you, you were all in on some other belief system or worldview. It could have been agnosticism or atheism or new age spirituality or some other religion or system that you were basing your life on. And then you became a Christian. That's the story we're looking for this morning. 312 274 Nine six two four. What a day! Very different kind of day. I'm loving it though. Yeah, I am too. Don't just keep it to yourself. Give what you've heard to a friend with the Carlin Crew Showcast. Just go to carlincrew.org. Got a question for you out there. Got some calls coming in right now. We're ready to take them right now, guys. It's Freedom Friday, so today we want to hear from you. You were all in on something else. You believed in. Maybe it was a belief in nothing. Maybe it was atheism, agnosticism. Maybe you were into some other religion or new age spirituality. Whatever it was, you believed in something else. What made you become a Christian? This is your conversion story. 312-274-9624. Hey, let's go to the phones. Robert in Hanover Park, what's your story, man? Hey, good morning. God bless. Um, yeah, real quick. Uh always been a seeker. I was looking for significance, uh, thirsty for purpose. And so I found uh, myself searching through lots of things. Uh, Nietzsche said, he who knows the why can deal with almost any how. I didn't have, I didn't have the how. I didn't have the reason, purpose. So I found myself, uh, you know, finding myself into uh, traditional Chinese medicine, a lot of things there, a lot of power, yin and yang, all that stuff. Um, left me empty, uh, but I, left me tantalized. And went into a lot of other things searching for that significance met a youth pastor god put in my path and this guy said hey man god is absolutely real i'm 100 percent positive of it and if you get on your knees in a posture of humility and you ask jesus christ to reveal himself to you as true and and as lord he said every morning do it and every night and within two weeks god's going to show up in your life and if he doesn't i'm going to quit being a youth pastor and this was in palos verdes very very affluent. Yes. You know, movie stars, yep. the, you know. And so anyways, he said, I'll do everything to close the church. And I said, oh, this is, this is madness. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I'll pick you up on that. So <laughs> here I am one week into this, and, uh, and it was a Sunday morning. This was, uh, and I was like, about the seventh day. I'm on my knees, and I'm saying, Jesus, if you're real, you know, reveal yourself to me. I'm looking. I want to know. 
And, man, I'm going to tell you what, those seeds that have been planted uh, growing up in Wheeling, Illinois, hearing the gospel here and there, all that came to fruition. It got massively, massive growth, massive watering. The Holy Spirit opened me up like a Damascus road. I got to see things that most people don't come walk in their walk like this. I mean, the gospel was, like, presented whether I was in the first heaven or the third heaven kind of thing. You know? Yeah, yeah. I was opened up, and, uh, and, man, I knew I was bawling. I was just what's, I was convicted of my sin, my wretchedness, unworthiness. And then here's this, here's this depiction of, of the Son of God and his love reaching down, condescending down to me and saying, I call you son. And I, that was, I was all in. <laughs> wow. You are. <laughs> Robert, how long ago was that, bud? 1990. Oh, bro, dog. That's powerful. What do you think compels people to go in? You were into Chinese mysticism and medicines and all that and the yin and yang. I get all that. And by the way, how how much does that cloud people from the real truth? But what do you think's going on behind the scenes? How does Satan keep clutches on people? And what did you learn about your own story that can help us evangelize people that are stuck in some kind of worldview other than Christ? Well, many of those worldviews are demonic, like you just said, yeah. and and they're and they're tantalizing. I even had spirit guides coming to me to teach me martial arts in my in in my meditations. Well, did did was, they manifest was, themselves physically or audibly? They manifest themselves uh, in in my imagination, where I would I didn't know how long I was being. I mean, I was studying deep, uh, you know, even uh, studied with uh, Reverend. Uh, Roshi, and we'd go into these meditations and deep breathing, and uh, it, I would be like in a dojo watching animal styles and watching different, uh, they call it like katas, and then I'd come out of it, and I would have an enhanced understanding of the movements and the power, and whether it's to be soft or hard. Uh, all of this is yeah. very demonic. Yeah, it is know, demonic. I ended up having, you know, you, you even keep, you know, be using your body to be able to to make things happen. And so anyways, I, I praise God, I'm, I'm delivered from all that. But I think what's, uh, what really keeps a lot of people out from going to Christ is, they're, like you said, man, you, it, it's not about us, it's about him. And we got to, we just got to ask, we got to humble ourselves and get humble. on our knees. Yeah. They all just say, God, please reveal yourself to me. And, and he will, but we have to be we have to be willing to, uh, and I think a lot of people got to pray for others. We got to pray for these, for people. I have people praying for me. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah you did, baby. <laughs> yeah. You're like me. You get to heaven and you're going to find out, boy, that was a long prayer list. And a lot of people praying for a lot of years. <laughs> Specifically that youth pastor who said he quit his job. Yeah. I mean, that's an <laughs> epic statement, man. So oh, cool. Robert, thank you so much. Hanover Park. What a story. Cool stories. Yeah, taking your calls this morning. It's Freedom Friday. We want to hear from you. You were all in on something else, some other belief system. You just heard Robert. He was into Chinese mysticism. He's trying to find answers there. What made you become a Christian? 312-274-9624. Yeah, a quick comment I want to make here. A lot of people have so diminished and sanitized the power of Christ that they don't even afford themselves a skosh of understanding that there are spiritual forces, both good and evil, and that pharaohs, magicians actually could pull off supernatural things. Right. And that sons of Sceva went into demonized people and got their booties kicked 
because it was a spiritual battle. Correct. And the demoniacs that Jesus set free were demonized. Demons are real. We live in a spiritual world and we live in a spiritual war. And Robert has just illustrated that to a T. Go into a deep dojo, deep meditation, and begin to ascertain what kind of powers he needed coming out of that thing. Police officers run into people with supernatural powers all the time. Yeah. All the time. I know we write it off to drug abuse or an overdose. No, 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 guys. There's more going on spiritually in this world than we would ever shake a stick at. Your number one hub for freedom stories. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. Got a question for you guys. You are all in on some other belief system, atheist, agnostic, some world religion. What made you become a Christian? Charlie in Chicago, what's your story? Uh, yes, good morning, sir. My name is Chandeep Kalra, Chandeep Singh Kalra. I used to be a Sikh. I came on legal immigration response by my uncle and aunt. Uh, to, to USA in February 1993. In June, I moved from Ohio to Illinois with my mother, who started to get a dentistry license. I enlisted in the U.S. Army Illinois National Guard, a second high school in the ASVP, went to Fort Jackson, South Carolina. I was in Delta Company. I was hanging out hard time in my push-up at the Southern Seminary Second Language School. I went to protest that decision. I went to the chaplain, uh, who, who takes care of the, the, the matters like that. And the chaplain went back and said, uh, your push-ups, you, you, you said in second I to work on your push-ups. He showed me, showed me 20 push-ups. I did 20 push-ups. We <laughs> were not correct push-ups. He, he, the chaplain did 20 push-ups. And then he said, uh, I said, wow, you did 20 push-ups for me. You're a captain. I'm just a soldier. He said, I didn't do anything for my, my soldiers. Chaplain Van Dyke in Fort Jackson, South Carolina. And then he said, you come to chapel pretty regularly. Are you a Christian? I said, no, I am a Sikh. I, I just come to meet the ladies here. And he said, you're coming for the wrong reasons, buddy. <laughs> I'm a Sikh. I just came to find a lady here. Oh, you're hilarious. Oh, what happened next? Yeah, then he, he, he said, when I preach the next Sunday, if you let by God or let by God, I, I come to go, go take the altar call, go come for and pray with me. And he was preaching next Sunday. Uh, at the chapel, you know, Delta Company, Delta 51 Chapel, uh, from the Philippines for rejoice the Lord always. I said again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be able to all. Do not be anxious about anything. But everything we pray in petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God will transcend all understanding, will guard your heart, heart and mind, Christ Jesus. Yeah. And then, um, and he, he preached up to four, 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 from Philippians 4 to 413. And uh, so I, I let, I was. I was very anxious about my boot camp push-ups, etc. I went forward and accepted Christ the Lord and Savior. And then I got an honor of a TDP. <laughs> I was sorted twice in the boot camp. And, and now I'm, I, I, I became a Christian with Chaplain Van Dyke. And now I, I've been a chaplain for 12 years of the American Legion oh. in Forest Park. Oh, my, my word. Wow. Yeah, you knocked, you so knocked me over my man, so I, <laughs> I was hitting my mic, and my whole mic blew up on me here. Way to go. Charlie, that's not your – what's your real given name? My name, my name is Chandeep Singh Kalra. My nickname is Charlie. And Chandeep. I was chaplain in the American Legion in Forest Park for 12 years. Chaplain uh, in the American years Legion, Forest Park. That's awesome. so good. I love that. Jindeep, I love you, man. Former yes, Sikh, radically transformed by Jesus. 
Chin deep. I exactly. I can't. I can't. I got ninety percent of your words. You got a thick accent, my bro. But I love you to- so much. I what an amazing thing that God reached into your seekhood and saved your soul, huh, my man? I'm I, I, I'm too blessed to be blessed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's you're awesome. awesome. Cindy, thank you, man. What a story! So oh, good. Freedom Friday. Come on, man. Freedom Friday. Oh, goodness sakes. What a dude. I had to, I had to concentrate. But, man, what a story. story. Awesome. Beautiful oh, I story. love this guy. Don't you love the boom crew? I did. Hey, this is Carl with Carl and Crew, and I'm so grateful that you listened to this show cast. Thank you mostly for being part of the Boom Crew. As we help you take your next step with Jesus, you're a huge encouragement to us. We'll be here again live every weekday morning from 5 to 9 a.m. Godspeed.